Hello there. Welcome. In this episode of the Self-Performance Strategies podcast, we're going to be talking about identity and why it might be the most important step in your personal and professional and business improvement. Let's get into it. Welcome to the Self-Performance Strategies podcast. My name is Stephen and I am your host. The SPS podcast is brought to you by the Pro Accelerator program. Over the last 18 months, dozens of entrepreneurs and business owners have gone through the program and saved at least 10 hours a week while increasing their revenue from 50K all the way up to over a million dollars in extra revenue. If that sounds like something you're interested in, follow the links, book a call, and we hopefully help you save some time, reduce your stress, and focus on your high value activities more in your life and business. Now, let's get into this episode. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We are in episode 62 of the Self-Performance Strategies podcast. Yes, episode 62. Fantastic. I'm glad you're here. Let's get into it. What are we talking about in this week's episode? We'll be talking about one of the cornerstones of self-performance, one of the cornerstones of self-improvement, and one of the best ways that you can make progress in your life, and that's by creating a new identity. That's by creating an identity that you want in your life by creating a future version of yourself that you can move towards that is beneficial for you today. Now, before we jump into this episode and I go through a personal story and I give you some background information and explain why identity is super important, we want to share the quote. The quote from this week comes from a legend, a legend in the personal improvement space, and that's David Goggins. Love him or hate him, he has a very clear identity. As soon as you say the word David Goggins, you know exactly what he's all about. You know he's running down the street with a shirt off, telling you to stay hard. He has a very clear identity. But he said, you have to be willing to go to war with yourself and create a whole new identity. 100% agree with this man. You know my story. 10, 15 years ago, I was a party boy personally lived for the weekend, didn't really have much going on in my career, working pretty shitty retail jobs, not a lot of money coming in. I don't want to repeat the the story. I was a a dead broke party boy who was in consumer debt, who wasn't really going anywhere in his life. And I changed my identity and I looked forward and wanted to become a leader of myself and a leader of other people because I have unique, unique ability around that. And I set a new identity and I am where I am today. That's long story short. So I really believe that setting an identity was an extremely important part of that. And I'm going to talk about that in this podcast. I'm going to get deep into that story where this idea of identity really started to take shape in my life. But first, I want to talk about other teams or other sports teams. Well, not other teams. How am I going to put this in a better way? I want to talk about (laughs) sports teams that have influenced me, that I've been in awe of over the last 15 or 20 years, and they all have a very clear identity. When I first moved to Canada, North America, in 2009-10, the New England Patriots were on the start of their domination. I can't tell you how many trophies they won, but all I know was it was the NFL was dominated by them. The Patriot way, Brady, Bolacek, the New England Patriots were absolutely mechanical. And that was their identity. 
in my opinion. Now, if you're an American and you're listening to this, you might have different opinions. But when I looked at the NFL, or sorry, when I looked at the, the, the New England Patriots, I saw this mechanic, mechanical, almost like robotic mechanism, this, this machine, this perfect machine of discipline, the way they showed up, the Patriot way, they just did everything the way that Bob Bilicek, or I'm probably butchering his name, the head coach, the way that he wanted, wanted them to get done. And at the same time, or maybe just a little bit before that, we had FC Barcelona with their tiki-taki football. They won everything in club football. They had Messi, Iniesta, Xavi, Suarez, Neymar up front. Ooh, it was beautiful. Pep Guardiola as their, as their coach. Fantastic team. They changed the way the world played soccer, football. Pep Guardiola's gone on to coach Bayern Munich. He's done the same thing with them. He's gone on to coach Manchester City. He's done the same thing with them. Fair enough, tiki-taki football has changed. But when you think about that Barcelona team with peak Messi about 10 years ago, when Xavi and Iniesta hadn't retired yet, Busquets, Jordi Alba, Pulol was still at the back uh, playing for them. Fantastic team. Absolutely fantastic. PK, another name pops into my head. When you think about that team, FC Barcelona had an identity. That's their identity. They're, they're sharp, quick passing, total domination. Then the other team that I've always been in awe of, and currently, hopefully, hopefully they don't play very well in the current Rugby World Cup that's happening right now as I'm recording this, was the New Zealand All Blacks. The New Zealand All Blacks are super passionate. We all know them for their pre-game hacker. But about 10 years ago, they won back-to-back World Cups, you know, 10 to 12 years ago. They won two World Cups back-to-back in the Rugby World Cup, and they were known for their open and expansive play. They have won more World Cups than any nation when it comes to rugby. And the New Zealand All Blacks, if you said that to anybody who knows anything about rugby, they automatically see an identity. Same with FC Barcelona, the same with the, with the Patriots. When you say certain sports teams, and even certain sports people, you could put Jordan in there, you could put LeBron in there, in there you could put certain boxers in there. Uh, you could put certain UFC fighters in there as well. But as soon as you say certain names, these people have an identity. These teams have an identity. And that's the core secret behind their success. They had a clear identity. They knew exactly what they were doing. They knew how they were going to show up each day. They knew what to do in every situation because they had an identity around that. Now, if you've read any of the personal development books that have come out recently from Atomic Habits by James Clear, to any of the marvelous and much better books, in my opinion, by Dr. Benjamin Hardy, his own books, uh, Be Your Future Self Now, Willpower Doesn't Work, uh, Personality Isn't Permanent, plus the books that he's done with Dan Sullivan, um, personal favorite there is Gap in the Game. You know, within those books, if you've read those books, if you've been around Twitter or LinkedIn or anything, you're going to hear a lot of people using the word identity. Create a clear identity. You will know that your current and future identity is crucial for taking the right actions today. It is literally science, science-based personal development. Huberman Lab talks about this as well. But there's one thing, and a very, very common mistake, even when we're talking about identity. And I know this because I've been around tons of people and I've asked this question to people who've hired me. I've asked this question on Twitter before. If I were to ask you, what's your identity? Could you speak to it? I know I couldn't in my past. I had no idea who I was. And it's a very common mistake because I, I'm 100% convinced that 99.9% of people listening to this are not kneeled in on their identity. For me, my current identity is writer, marketer, coach. A year ago, it was coach. I was a coach to help people do that dumb shit. So having my identity as a coach first, I'm a very good coach. I, I've worked in leadership for 15 plus years. That is my identity. I'm very, very good at that. 
I've been writing online for two years. I'm not very good at that compared to my leadership. So I've put my new identity of writer, marketer, content creator in front of coach. I'm always gonna be a coach and I'm always gonna keep growing that skill, but I've gotta bring these other skill sets, these other identities up to that level. I've got 15 plus years of leading people. That's a lot of time. I've got two years of writing online. That's my identity currently, but it's a common mistake that I see that people don't have a little phrase, a little idea of who they are. And when did this all change for me? When did I actually start having a phrase? Well, it all changed about 10 years ago for me when I was selling high-end suits and luxury clothes to the rich and famous of Vancouver. I jumped into this commission-based role. It was new for me. I went from selling cheap t-shirts and $12 an hour shitty retail jobs to jumping into this zero wage commission-based role. I was in my early 30s, but I was probably still 21 mentally, <laughs> if I'm being honest. I wanted to do well, but I lacked the street smarts, business smarts. I, I was kind of still working in a kid's world. Like everywhere I worked in clothing retail or the record shops that I worked in, most of the people who were my age around me. Yes, you had the odd regional manager and the odd manager who were maybe in their 30s or a little older, but most of the staff were in their 20s early 30s maybe, a little bit younger, late 20s, a lot of them teenagers, a lot of your, your part-time staff were teenagers. So you're, you're working in a young person's world. When I moved into selling high-end clothes, I was in at the adult world. Like being in your 20s, in your mid-20s or younger, in that store, you were young, especially to the clientele, because who has money? Older people have money. People in their 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s who have actually spent 10, 15, 20, 30 years building a career who actually have the disposable income to spend $5,000 on a Xenia suit. 19-year-olds don't have that kind of money unless you know they're, they're from a very rich family. But in general, we can all agree that the majority of 19-year-olds don't have that kind of money and they're not going to be spending that money on a Xenia suit to go to a board meeting. So when I was working in that world, I went from working in sort of a younger person's world, lower income world, to working in this higher income adult world where people are more entrepreneurial, where you're actually dealing with entrepreneurs, you're dealing with business owners, you're dealing with lawyers, doctors, you're dealing with a higher level of clientele. And that was fantastic for me because it was it was it really forced me to level up in many, many areas of my life. And my regional director, Mike Peters, who unfortunately is no longer with us, God rest his soul, he saw my passion and potential. And he took me out for a chat walk very early on in my career because I was pushing to try to be a leader. I was pushing to try to get promoted. I was pushing to try to take on more responsibility. And they obviously earmarked me, saw this is a potential in this kid, in this kid, I was in my thirties, this young man to become a leader within the organization. So he took me out for a coffee chat and he asked me a question that knocked me back onto my heels. He said to me, Stephen, who do you want to be within this organization? It's like, whoa. Mike asked me this question as he passed me a cup of coffee. I still remember the moment. We were in Pacific Center in Vancouver. We were at a coffee shop called Take Five. It's no longer there. The, the exit to that, that part of the Pacific Center has actually been changed. But it was a coffee shop called Take Five. The warm cup of coffee hit my hands. I stared down into the blackness of the coffee. I paused for a second. I looked up. I kind of shrugged my shoulders. Then I mumbled something inaudible. It was a collection of M's and odds because I'm, I'm a pretty smart guy, I'm pretty sharp. And so I was trying to come up with some something cool. What does Mike want me to say here? 
and I couldn't really say anything. I just, uh, 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 well, you know, uh, then Mike quickly asked me, what is the core value of the organization that I was currently working in? And it was a, it was a high-end luxury store. I'm not gonna name it here. But like an A student wanting a pat on the back from their favorite professor, I recited the company's core statement like that, very quickly, just off the top of my tongue, very, very quickly. The company's core statement was to build long-term relationships built on loyalty, expertise, and trust. It was embedded in me because I thought it was a fantastic identity. To build long-term relationships built on loyalty, expertise, and trust. It's a great identity for the organization. Good, Mike respond. That's what he said. He was a good. Yeah, good. But Stephen, you should be able to state your core values and who you want to be. To say my mind was blown was an understatement. I, I really was rocked back on my feet until that point in my life. Bear in mind, I'm like 32 at the time. 30, 30, 30, yeah, but 32. No one ever said that to me. Now, I had read a bunch of personal development books back then. You know, some habit books or whatever. You know, the Atomic Habits hadn't come out yet. Benjamin Hardy, I don't even, had, had even written his first book yet. This is back 2012, 2013. So I was reading more of the Tony Robbins, you know, Brian Tracy kind of stuff, which Brendan Bouchard, still fantastic books, Robin Sharma. And they hadn't, this identity thing idea hadn't really come into my mind. It might have been talked about in those books, but maybe I hadn't just quite figured it out yet. So sure, people in, 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 in my life around that time had asked me what I wanted to do or what my goals were, but no time had anybody asked me what my personal mission statement is. What is your, what is your core values? Who do you identify as? What's your identity here? What, what are you doing? Why are you here? Why are you at this organization? Why are you doing the job that you're doing currently right now? Why are you doing what you're doing right now in life? What is your identity? What are you leading towards? Yes, I'm going off there a little bit and, and saying more things, but I, can you get what I'm saying there? It's, it's like, who asks this kind of stuff? Well, people who, who want to push you, people who actually want you to do well in life, that's who, who asks you these things. To be in a challenging commission-based environment where people want you, be, want you to be uh, entrepreneurial. It's an entrepreneur who works uh, within a structure of an organization is called an entrepreneur. People who want you to be like that, those are the type of people that push you. And I'm so grateful for that time. And that question from Mike Peters. But it was a light switch moment in my life. I now knew I needed a clear set of values and a core identity. So I went off and created one. I went off and created one for the organization I was working in. And for the next three years working in that organization, I identified as a leader of people and a problem solver. That's what I identified at. With integrity and passion, I show up each day and I bring the joy and I help people solve problems and I lead people to bigger results. That was, that, off the top of my head, that was a rough statement that I had written down in a bit of paper that I actually put in my pocket and carried around each day. Within those three years, I was promoted four times in that organization. It's phenomenal growth for me. It was great times, great time for me in my career. A clear identity helped me act in the right manner. Like Tom Brady in the Patriots, like Lionel Messi at Barcelona, like. New Zealand winning back-to-back -back World Cups, a clear identity and a clear purpose helped them. Okay, I'll stop there for a second. Okay, yes, I get it, I get it. Being promoted four times in three years in a store in Vancouver is not the same as the GOATs, Messi and Brady, and New Zealand winning a World Cup. It's not the same. <laughs> I'm not trying to say that my three-year run at organization is in the same category as Lionel Messi. No, 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 no. But we all have to start somewhere. And having a clear, clear identity sped up my process. It 100% done.
done. <laughs> I had 100% did. Now, as I said, if you read any decent success book release today, any book around personal success will start with a chapter around identity. You know, Stephen Kotler talks about it. Tony Robbins now talks about it. Brendan Bouchard. Any book that I've read from these guys over the last couple of years, uh, Benjamin Hardy, BJ Fogg, uh, you, know, you know, James Clear, they all stated out, defining your future self is highlighted as a core part of progress in life and business. It really has become a major part of goal setting and goal improvement. It gives you an advantage. It does give you an advantage. But what does that mean? Well, let me explain. For the, the back end of this podcast, I want to take you through five critical points that will show you that identity plays a fundamental role in shaping your behavior and actions. Now, these five points, I have pulled them from the books that I've read, but they're also coming from my personal experiences. They're coming from how I experienced this. Before I read Benjamin Hardy talking about this, before I read other people really talking about future self, I had, I was doing it roughly in a less defined and purposeful way. I was still doing it and it really helped me get to where I was today. Now I'm a lot more focused on it and I do it very much on purpose. But these are the five critical points that helped me and why identity is important. The first one is alignment with values. We kind of talked about this already. When your goals align with your identity, they're more likely to be meaningful and fulfilling for you. You're more likely to take action. They're, they're more likely to be you. Goals that resonate with your identity are inherently motivating because they reflect what truly matters to you. So if you have a clear identity and you want to be a great father, a great coach, a great partner, a great soccer player, a great at weightlifting, whatever it is in your life, if you have that core goal, and it's your identity, you identify as a great father, you're gonna be a great father. It's gonna be more motivating for you to actually show up and be a great business owner because you identify as a great business owner. You identify as a content creator, so you're gonna find it easier to create content because it's who you are. It's just simple, it works like that. And that rolls very nicely into the second one, self-perception. Your self-identity influences how you perceive yourself. When you set goals, and you achieve those goals that are in line with your identity, it enhances your self-esteem and self-worth. I can 100% agree with this. When I set my identity as a leader and a problem solver within a commission-based environment, working in that store, and I led people, and I solved people's problems, and I solved my problems, and I made more money, and I got promoted, it enhanced my self-esteem and self-worth. I felt much better about myself. I slept better at night. I woke up each morning, I was more energized. It's brilliant. So it really does help your self-perception, helps you. The third one is overcoming obstacles. When you identify, or when your identity, sorry, is tied up in your goals, you're more likely to persist through difficulties. You view challenges as opportunities to grow. I know that sounds like a platitude. I know it sounds like a platitude, but it's true. When your identity is tied to your goals, you will see challenges as opportunities. It's like lighting a fire inside you that no one can put out because you identify with the goal and you identify with you succeeding with that goal so you keep going with it until you achieve it. The fourth one rolls quite nicely on from that. It's clarity and direction. When you have a strong sense of identity, it provides you with clear direction in your goal setting. You identify as a content creator. You identify as a successful business owner. You identify as a successful father, successful husband, successful cousin, cousin, brother, sister, whatever that is. You identify as as an athlete, whatever that is. 
then it helps you prioritize the goals that align with who you are and helps you avoid a lot of dumb shit. Now, this is true for me. I identified as a leader. I identified as a fit and healthy person. I identified as somebody who had high energy. So because of all those things, I removed a lot of dumb shit, low energy activities from my life. I even removed some dumb shit, low energy people from my life because they didn't fit my alignment with my clarity and direction of my life. So I removed them. Things, people, places. Hey, this is no longer helpful for me. It's no longer who I identify as. So I'm no longer going to be in these areas. And the fifth one is long-term commitment. Identity-based goals lead to long-term commitment and lifestyle changes. I 100% agree with this. You're driven to adopt behaviors and habits that align with your identity. I'll say it again. You're driven to adopt behaviors and habits that align with your identity. I'm a prime example of this long-term process. At the start of the podcast, I opened with it. I've gone from broke at 30 to a successful solopreneur in just over 10 years. I've 10x myself. I've gone from zero to where I am now. I may not have played for the Patriots. I may not have performed a powerful hacker or lined up alongside Lionel Messi, but I was lucky enough to work in an organization with a clear identity for a few years. And looking back now, I can see how powerful that experience developed me into the man who's talking to you today on this podcast. Because I was in this area or in an environment that had a clear identity, I was able to build a clear identity for myself, which allowed me to be promoted four times in three years, which then gave me the confidence to actually leave retail and go into insurance and become a project manager, which then gave me the confidence to see myself as an even better leader, and better coach. They gave me the confidence to identify as a coach. They gave me the confidence to identify as a business owner. They gave me the confidence now to identify as a marketer and a writer who runs his own business for the last two years. My identity keeps evolving. It keeps changing as I select bigger targets for my future. My future identity is wrapped up in having a seven-figure business. So that then drives the identity of who I see myself today. How do I have to show up today if I want to be a seven-figure business owner? So my identity that I shared at the start of this podcast, being a marketer, content creator, writer, and coach, who helps people do less dumb shit, that is linked to my ultimate goal that I'm setting for myself with my business. That's why identity and future goals are an extremely important. So the question I have for you at the end of this podcast, of the 62nd episode of the SPS podcast, is what is your identity? Thanks very much for listening. I really do appreciate you. I absolutely love it that you're listening to this podcast. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Obviously, you can go over to stephentimoney.com and check out the rest of my episodes and my newsletter and my coaching offer. That's at uh, stephentimoney.com. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N-T-I-M-O-N-E-Y.com. Or please do slide on over to X, Twitter, and send me a DM at Steve Timoney. It's at S-T-E-V-E-T-I-M-O-N-E-Y and send me a DM and let me know what you think about the podcast. Let me know if you'd like me to do any episodes around a certain subject. would love to hear from you. would love some feedback. Uh, but if I don't speak to you either via my email or via the DMs, I'll speak to you in the next episode of the SPS podcast. Make it a good one. Thanks.